Jesse. Yes. In honor of the Alola region and being, um, what's it called? Uh, uh oh, somebody got. You're being distracted again. Yeah, uh, somebody got hit by a puck. Um, somebody in the crowd. That's not good. Um, in honor of the Alola region, I just want to put out optimism. Optimism, Rory. <laughs> More distractions. I want to point out uh, a cold, hard fact and a truth that we all know. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Get out! <laughs> Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where one half of us likes pineapple on pizza and the other half doesn't. I am the half that does like pineapple on pizza, Steven, a.k.a. Boy in the Woods. Joining me, as always, is the other half that does not like pineapple on pizza, Jesse, a.k.a. Rocket Admin J. You're wrong, but hello. <laughs> oh, maybe that should be our, if we're doing a team-based, uh, team-based tournament for our next charity. Uh, for extra life this year, one half is the four pineapple on pizza, and the other half is non pineapple on pizza. Um, I want to say, uh, no, I'm not going to name names because I don't actually know who all is on which side. But um, I've got a feeling that the four pineapple on pizza has some really strong competitors versus the people that vehemently are against pineapple on pizza. <clears throat> but, um. Uh, it is the season of Alola. Welcome to a brand new three-month period within Pokemon Go. We have some news to kick off, not only uh, about the season of Alola, but with some other in-game changes um, and some updates to um, the game. Yes, as a whole. Uh, let's see. But before we get into the news, let's just quickly run down some of our housekeeping. Um... Yes, if you're listening to this, uh, you could be listening to this on twitch.tv slash battlescience. You can go join us uh, in the live chat uh, every other Tuesday. Uh, hang out with us as we talk about whatever. Um, <clears throat> we might be doing pre-shows where we just talk about sports, um, and that could go up on, I don't know, YouTube or something, Steven Sports Corner or something like that. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, something something interesting. Um Speaking of YouTube, you can go over to YouTube.com, type in, search up Battle Science uh, in YouTube, and you can go subscribe. We are at 74 subscribers out of the 100 that we need to get YouTube.com slash Battle Science. So if you haven't subscribed over to our YouTube channel, please go do that. Um, uh, that would be fantastic for us. Um, you can follow us for weird memes, uh, small updates, and other odd posts over on twitter at battle underscore science um <clears throat> trying to think of what else um let's see 
Twitter. Uh, you can email us at battlescience.podcast.gmail.com if you feel like uh, the elo- electronic version of snail mail. Um, we will we read those. We see those. We read those. If you want something, if you want to bring up a topic or something, feel free to email us or more directly go over to the, actually the same amount of directness, go to the Battle, Battle Science Discord. There is no... It should be nothing blocking you from joining the Battle Science. You don't have to become a patron or anything to get into our Discord. It is free and open um, as long as the link works. If the link doesn't work, let us know. Wouldn't be the first time. <clears throat> but speaking of Patreon backing us, you can go over to battlescience.com slash, no, patreon.com slash battlescience and back us at $5 or more to become a Patreon podcast producer like the wonderful Dolphin93, Jimmy Bo, a.k.a. Jim is him, a.k.a. James, uh, Winston the Champ, Evo Stevo, and Jamar. Thank you to our wonderful Patreon producers for the month of March. We are outside. We have, we have surpassed the second month of the year. And we'll continue doing that bit. Um... Or you can go over to patreon.com slash battle science and back us at the dollar tier or more to get the monthly battle science after dark podcast where we talk about absolutely whatever with no holds barred. Some exceptions as far as topics, but we're discussing what we want to do for next uh, battle science after dark podcast. Um, what did we talk about last episode? Do you remember? No, <laughs> I don't remember what we talked about last episode. The only episode that I can Posts. very adamantly Publish. remember was the Eminem episode. <laughs> We ranked M&Ms. It was delicious, but also kind of terrible. Um, there's some M&Ms that just, you know, uh, odd choices. Just odd choices. Uh, let's see. Battle Science After Dark. Oh, that's right. We talked about the GoTour Hoenn. Ah, um, uh, yes. To put it bluntly, we talked about balls. Um, and then we talked about Magic the Gathering. That's, That's right, right, because it was the mid-show. They did the ball drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not New Year's Eve. Also not phallic. Ball the, guy made an appearance. Yes. Not phallic. <laughs> uh, safe for work. <laughs> they did a ball drop. <laughs> that was safe for work. All right. <coughs> I'm just in that kind of mood. <coughs> mm. Before I absolutely destroy myself by coughing. Um, let's get into some news. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. Oh, goodness gracious. As you might see if you're watching us on Twitch or on the YouTube, the season of Alola banner with the Alolan starters, Rock Rough. Uh, Did you just say Rockruff as a starter? No, I'm saying the Alolan starters, okay. comma, Rockruff, Rock comma, Young Goose, comma, what else came out? Uh, Tapu. The Tapu. Uh, and the, Picky Peck. Um, I was going to say the, the mascot from Fruit Loops. <laughs> Toucanon. Is it? It's not all that different, right? No. They're like very similar? Yeah. Was there legal trouble there? No. Really? No. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if there was. And then the ever-elusive Jamengo. Yes, that's right. The dragon that we found one of. I think it's Yeah, we more... had to use you as a radar. Yes. 
<laughs> it worked. Um, and it wasn't good, but you know, realistically, what I should have done is let you guys catch it, and I should have held. It should have let me know how the stats were, and then because it wasn't good, I should have just not caught it. So I could. I mean, to be you can always catch it you. and then use it as a rare candy dump because we know you're one of those people that has too much. I, yeah, but I'm not going to use that one. No, but you can dump the candy you need for it, or to make room, you could dump fifty. Even it's one hundred twenty-five. Anyways, moving on. I guess. I mean, if anything, I'm going to dump her a candy, and it's going to be that uh, that four star. Um, what's the water starter? Poplio. Poplio. Yeah, max that thing out, or not quite max it out, but maybe close. Um, let's see, we'll get into, I didn't put a whole lot of effort into order of events. Do we want to just jump into the season of Alola? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's dive in. The season of Alola started March 1st and Spoosh. is going until June 1st. <clears throat> and they scored again. No. Do I need to take the tablet away from you? No. <laughs> um... We are getting Alolan Pokemon starting the season because we're not done with we're not done with Gen four or Gen five or Gen six, but here have Gen seven. Um, I don't where where do we begin? The starters they're okay, they're okay. I mean, Rowlett got the short end of the stick on its third form currently. Is that like the biggest thing that stands out to you as far as being? Of the starters, yeah. I've seen people put in putting in work with Incineroar, but I'm not surprised because in the main series games, even Incineroar was good then. Mm. It was very good and competitive. It just had really good stat distribution. Hmm. But as far as uh, of the three starters, mm-hmm. Pre Marina will definitely stand out because it'll be the Ultra League Master League Azu. Mm. Yes, as its move pool stands right now, though it's not crazy good. It's mm-hmm. just kind of okay. Uh, it doesn't have the thickness that Azu does, but it is a water fairy, and water fairy is a pretty good typing. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how that does, because one thing that we've had pointed out to us is these this gen starters do not get the signature hydro cannon, uh, frenzy plant, and in uh, blast burn. Blast burn. Thank you. Mm. These ones in the main series that they were from had their own signature moves. uh, As Z moves? That turned into Z moves. So Ah. (laughs) uh, Decidueye, Rowlet's third form, had Soul Shackle, which was a ghost move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Primarina had, I forget its specific name, but it's it's a singing move. It's, uh, I forget. I'll look it up. Okay. And then Incineroar, I don't think it was Darkest Lariat. Was that it was sig- its Z move? No, that wasn't its Z move, because other things learn Darkest Lariat. Oh, Sparkling Aria. Yes, that's Pre Marinas. Okay. And then I forget what Decidu- or that uh, Incineroar's was. It's pretty cool though. But the so their base move became an even powerful version of a Z when used with their Z-Crystal move. Z-Crystals in Sun and Moon were a one-turn super move, essentially, that had varying effects. I think the one that stands out to me the most that I've seen in competitive play was Eevee's move, 
which was Evo Boost, mm-hmm. where all of its stats went up. Uh, Incineroar's was Darkest Lariat. It was Darkest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Decidueye's is Spirit Shackle. Spirit Shackle. Okay. And then don't even get us started on Hisui Informed Decidueye. <laughs> <laughs> Triple Arrows. Grass plays again. Yes. Um, <laughs> but of the starters, I think it's just a good time to stock up on candy. Um, if we're being honest, I know Alola was one of the m- more underappreciated gens. Mm-hmm. I think the designs were amazing. And we have some even cooler designs to come still. I know a lot of people don't like Incineroar, Dark Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I think uh, Decidueye was really cool. It's the Ranger from D&D. They are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, stock up on candy and honestly get a leg up above. Uh, it was a for good their opportunity for, for their community days that we'll be getting in like a year and a half. But Because um, what, we have... TJ and I both got rank 20-somethings for a Decidueye. Yeah, it and ran on me. <laughs> you have the Hundo Litton. Litton, and I now have the Hundo Poplio. So if and when and whatever form those community days happen, um, we're you know at least partially prepped for it. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a good chance to talk up on their candies. I think of the starters... Uh, depending on what they do with their community moves will determine, I think, where they stand as far as viability in PvP. Should we, because not everyone's played through Gen 7, should we go over what a Z-move is? I just kind of did. Okay. It's a power-up move that you can do One-time once One-time boost move? Yeah. The, it's... The Pokemon has to be holding the Z crystal, or Correct. do you have to have the Z crystal? The Pokemon has to have, be holding a Z crystal, and you uh-huh. have to have the Z crystal. Okay. Um, and then they're able to use that move once per battle. Yes. Which is weird. Think of it in Pokemon Go as something, I would assume, if they ever incorporated it, mm-hmm. it would be something akin to a hyper beam, where you build up to it, mm-hmm. and then you use that move, and then it gives you a varying effects on based on what it is. Mm. So, so it, like, Darkest the, Larry, it could be a double defense drop for the opponent. Interesting. Do you think something to the it'd be something to the effect of uh, a, getting a Pokemon to be able to use a Z move rather than holding an item? It would be like a third charge move unlocked? I think it would be a third charge move. Okay. And then it would be a, of a particular type that a, that Pokemon would be able to learn normally? Yeah. Interesting. It, it, because at this point they've shown no signs that they're going to let our Pokemon and Pokemon go hold items. Yeah. So just giving it a third move would make most sense. Yeah. I mean, it might be incoming. So, yeah. Um, but the Z move mechanic, the, the Z move, it's similar to, um, Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing where the Z move is only the type of the move that it's being used on. Is that correct? Well, okay, so that's where it can kind of get confusing. Mm-hmm. You can, it's you, the user, that has the crystal, uh-huh. and then based on which crystal they're holding determines. Uh-huh. I I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've played Sun and Moon. Uh-huh. So, for example, Incineroar is fire dark. Mm-hmm. It can learn moves other than just fire and dark. Right. You can power up those moves as long as you have the correct crystal equipped. Okay, so if if it learns something like Grass Knot, and it has the Grass have, type have, Z crystal, it, it can, can then use... use the empowered version of that. Okay, 
Whereas the, some of the starters will have like a particular crystal for for them specifically, so that they can get darkest lariat or the improved um, version. Okay. So it would, it's not out of the realm of possibility to have something like that within Pokemon Go, just since we have Megas and Megas are a modified mechanic from the main series. They're games. just a boosted CP elevation. Okay. I mean, because that's another thing with the Megas is a lot of Megas benefited extremely for example Omega Kangaskhan mm-hmm. benefited immensely because it got its ability mm-hmm. which it allowed it and its baby to attack in one turn so you got two turns essentially right but in Pokemon Go that's really not going to correlate to anything other than a stat boost yeah and that's what unfortunately a lot of the later gen megas don't really benefit as well because they it was their ability that set them apart like Mega Blaziken, mm-hmm. speed boost. Every turn, your speed went up a stage. Mm. Which, that's not going to really correlate in Pokemon Go. No. But the thing is, is its stats go so phenomenally high that it's still, even then, it's still good. Mm. Um, trying to think of what are some other examples. Uh, I want to say Gardevoir got something that made it good. Mm-hmm. But that was an ability, so who knows? Um, let's see. Do we talk about the other spawns or not? Um, no, it's just some of the general spawns of Alola. Um, they'll actually will have changed by the time this podcast comes out. Um, so it actually ends as of this recording. Um, oh, actually speaking of, I never said it is March 8th, 2022. Um, it's released on March 11th. Um, it's going to end tomorrow on the 9th. So these spawns will probably rotate. We might see the starters still in the wild during the rest of the season, or even just something like um, Young Goose and Pikapek um, to begin with. So we'll have to wait and see. To quickly mention the two, uh, Young Goose and Pikapek, uh, Young Goose and Gumshoes don't really do much. They're a worse version of uh, Scoviet and Greedent. Aren't they more of a worse version of uh, Zigzagoon and Linoon? That's probably more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> because And then yeah. uh, Picky Peck and uh, its evolution, I forget its middle form. And then Trumpbeak, its third form. Or no, Trumpbeak's the second. Toucanon's the third. Um, Toucanon is actually a very interesting Pokemon in Great League and potentially Ultra. Mm-hmm. It's Bullet Seed, Rock Blast, Drill Peck. Hmm. So it's very unique in its move set. And if your opponent isn't paying attention, you can kind of catch them off guard. But if mm. you're I, I played a couple matches with it, and unfortunately in open great league, everybody has a stun fisk or everybody has uh Galvantula or something with an or a wall rain. Mm-hmm. So it's not great, but it's fun to play. It might be interesting in a meta that is, is more, more limited. More limited with yeah. its without its counters. Okay. Uh let's see. It does not like Walrein. <laughs> <laughs> um we have yet to see a whole lot of this, but conduct research on the islands of Alola throughout the season you'll be able to complete complete different special research lines to learn about each of the islands in Alola. There are five of them, by the way. Um I learned that uh today. Jesse, you told well, me I had four, I only, I only four there were three. islands and then the research lab. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. The research lab. I only got like a small, tiny bit through Pokemon Sun before the backlight on my 3DS died. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. These special research lines will be available to collect until the season ends on June 1st. Um, if you complete them by June 1st, you'll unlock a bonus special research line at the end of the season. Trainers who obtain the end of season special research by completing the four special research lines will be able to purchase the ticket in the shop for more rewards. Tickets at the end of season research will also be available in the shop to purchase for $4.99, $4.99, or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. Um, Melee Melee Island special research available to collect from March 1st to June 1st. One thing I wanted to mention is Read that again. Um, the, the ticket thing with Willow there. Let's see. If you complete them... If you complete the research lines by June 1st, you'll unlock a special bonus research line at the end of the season. Um... Trainers who obtain the end-of-season special research by completing the four special research lines will be able to purchase the ticket in the shop for more rewards. So we finish research to be able to buy a ticket. Well, we finish research to unlock more research. To unlock more rewards for that research, you can buy a ticket. Uh, Tickets for the end-of-season research will also be available in the shop for purchase for $4.99. Sounds so if you, if you don't complete the four island research, you'll be able to purchase the end of season research for 499. That's what I'm gathering here, but it's not super Sounds clear language. Scummy. Doesn't sound great, but again, this is not very clear language, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. Yeah. Hi dog. HR, what's up? Go to our Twitter. We've just posted uh Jesse posted a dog pic. It's quite adorable. He's upside down. Um Love you, Parker. All right, so there are five pieces of research, and that's because there's four islands and the end-of-season research. So March 1st, the Melee 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 Island Special Research. March 22nd, uh, Akala Island Special Research. April 12th, uh, Ula Ula Island Special Research. And May 10th, the Pony Island Special Research. And then May 25th, end-of-season special research. I think of all of them. I think Akala was my favorite island. I don't know enough. That's about the one them, that had wishy washy. Oh, I must have gotten there because I tried to farm, or I got to just the right spot. Um, just the right spot to get wishy washy before then, because mm. I was that was where I stopped. I was farming for a shiny wishy washy uh, when my backlight died. So, um, community day. We'll talk more about. This here, I think, next. Uh, mark your calendar. The season of Lola will have community events on the following dates. March 13th, April 23rd, and May 21st. March 13th is Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew. Talk about more in a little bit. Um, upcoming events, we have the current Alola event starting on March 1st. We'll have another event starting on March 15th and an uh, event following that on March 22nd. Uh, and then we'll have events in April and May, but we do not have dates for that just yet. Um, 
Welcome to Alola. We've talked about those spawns here. Go Battle League. Uh, this Go Battle League season will be calm and relaxing, whether it's your first time trying out battling or you're already a seasoned veteran. This season will have no ratings, but instead feature a unique suite of opportunities for trainers new and experienced to compete. Um, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. We've already talked a bit about it in the last episode, um, but there's a couple of small things and a couple of details um, that we have now. Uh, different Pokemon will be appearing in the wild. Your different biomes will have different spawns. Um, let me see so before you jump into this, one thing that we talked about over the weekend, and there's always the topic of quality of life improvements when people talk about Pokemon Go, be it from being able to start a private raid as soon as you get everybody that you want in to having things like being able to search up a certain... Like, what was it you were saying? You wanted to be able to find how many of each species you have in numerical fashion. I wanted, no, I wanted my Pokemon inventory to be able to be sorted by the number of Pokemon that I had in each species in my inventory. So say I have 50 Eevee, I have 49 uh, Wurmple, um and then thirty squirrel or something in that so order. You wanted it I to want be to be able to, able to sort see it. all of the Eevees and then all of the Wormple and then all of the Squirtle. Right. In so that order from as from top the to the thing you have the most of to the thing you have the least of. Yeah. And then in the reverse order as well. Um it's a tiny quality of life thing that I would love because I have too many of some particular Pokemon and I need to be able to I want to be able to better clean out my box it feels like a chore with let's see how many pokemon i have uh currently 3594 pokemon in my inventory with a max storage of 3700 um now i have let's see 193 marked for transfer and how many do i have marked for trade 79 marked for trade realistically i should have more marked um, as far as uh, or tagged, I should say. So, um, but one of the things we discussed while out walking around was one quality of life update that would be really nice. It's not something Sarah we really need. Would be under or tied in with the weather feature, kind of an indicator to show what biome you're in. Mm -hmm. That way, we kind of know what we're looking for instead of just blindly assuming with not only basic spawns mixed in, but event spawns mixed in to kind of delude where you're at mm -hmm. either some kind of like indicator, like the weather or something tied in with like you get a picture, you click the weather icon or even a symbol of the weather icon where it shows buildings like these here on the picture that you're seeing on stream. Mm -hmm. Or for those that are listening audio, it's the different biomes as icons. Yeah. Could we get something like that in or attached to the weather or a way for the maps to color them differently based on where you are. Because, I mean, weather was taken away. It's been gone since, I think, GoFest of last year is what I remember seeing today. Because people were mentioning it. As far as different spawns for weather? No, just the weather effects have been gone since GoFest of last year. Oh, 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 oh. As far as being shown in-game, it's, yeah. it's a known bug. Um, I think it would be really cool to see them change the terrain of the map i know it's load bearing for some older phones but changing its color shouldn't be hard 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you have the little icon. I They might turn it back on. I don't know. But even using these little symbols they have here for the different biomes, we'll call it, would be nice to just have on the screen to know where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's some interesting spawns depending on which biome you are. Um, you know, I'll I'll go through them. I'll uh, we'll run through them here real quick. Um, in cities, you're more likely to see Alolan Rattata, Alolan Meowth, Magnemite, Alolan Grimer, uh, Jolteon, Makuhita, Minchino, and more. Uh, in forests, you are more likely to see Paris, Execute, Apom, Pineco, Electric, Rufflet, Young Goose, and more. In mountains, you're more likely to see Cubone, Alolan Diglett, Alolan Geodude, Flareon, Baltoy, Golet, Archon, and more. Beaches and water, Alolan Executor, Staryu, Dratini, Vaporeon, Tortuga, Frillish, Corfish, and more. Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Northern Hemisphere, Lotad, Bagon, Snivy, Tepig, Oshawott, Spring, Deerling, Fungus, and more. And Southern Hemisphere, Ninkata, Beldum. Ninkata, Beldum, Swaddle, uh, Autumn Deerling, Chespin, Fennekin, Froakie, and more. Um, hmm. Cool. One of the Leafs players just got a hat trick. Um, so your biome spawns are a little bit different here. Um, they've rotated a little bit. Uh, I don't no overall reaction i don't have a big problem with any of these i think the water biome is probably the most appealing to me Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah um i like the alolan grimer in cities um farming that would be nice um just because i need more xl candy it's also nice that we uh see rufflet out in the wild for once Mm -hmm. with the Um, forest wasn't tortuga uh region locked no okay that's torkoal okay for whatever reason, I thought Tortuga was a particular region. Um, let's see. Northern Hemisphere. Nothing on this list stands out as being incredibly relevant. Um, Southern Hemisphere. Kind of the same boat. Uh, interesting to see the rotation between Chespin, Fennekin, Froki, uh, and then having Snivy, Tepic, and Oshawott. Um, I guess it's kind of bizarre considering... so. Up here in the northern hemisphere, we just had Chespin, Fennekin, and Froki. Uh, they don't have, have not had their community days, so it was nice to have um, the ability to farm them for additional candy, um, as well as looking for you know premier IVs for community days ahead of a community day. Um, Snivy, Tepic, and Oshawott, none of them have been super crazy, although we're now seeing Samurott within Obsidian Cup performing and to be fair superior well, has actually been pretty decent as an alternative to mm-hmm. venu and meganium and restricted metas mm-hmm. um but besides that the 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 two hemisphere splits from these lists nothing sort of breaks it um, yeah i mean for us we get the fungus which is extra stardust yeah i guess um if you find them they spawn a whole lot i don't think i've seen a whole lot so far so um yes uh eggs broke down uh i guess there's a slight change let's see young goose is in 2k young young goose and pika peck um your alolan starters are in 5ks um 10ks have rock rough and jangmo 
Um, I think has Axio always been in ten Ks. I think so. Um, and then Adventure Sync Rewards five Ks. I think the only adjustment here is Fantup. Fantup is now in the five K Adventure Sync Rewards, which is an interesting addition. Um, and then in ten K Adventure Sync. I don't know if Gumi was already in those I think Gumi eggs. got added. Yeah. I think it um, went from the 10K regular pool and then moved to that. It kind of baffles me that Dratini, Bagon, and Beldum all had community days, but they're all still in 10K adventure sinks. Like, I guess they have to put <laughs> something in there that's kind of disappointing. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. And who knows? They'll probably get rerun. I mean, Dratini actually already got a rerun community day. Dratini, no, Dratini's didn't. been, huh? No, it didn't. Didn't it? Okay, it's just been featured in literally every dragon every type. other event. Every dragons. other dragon type event has had Dratini in abundance. So, and who knows? It to might be fair, it is one of the more better end game Pokemon. So, if someone's looking for a raid Pokemon, it's pretty good. And Dra- for rockets, yeah. that's true. Uh, let's see. As much as the cop out is, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, seasonal bonuses. Increased incense effectiveness while moving. Uh, asterisk. Asterisk. Um, they removed increased effectiveness while not moving. So that's a whole issue. That's a whole hot topic. <sighs> that's a hot topic I don't want to go into. But we did have the chance to test it this last weekend. What did you was, think of? It was noticeable. It was very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We would stop it's, because Jesse's fat and he gets tired very easily. And where, where are my spawns? I wasn't going to say it. So, <laughs> um, it's 90 minutes. So rather than 60, it's 90. It's it's an hour and a half, um, which is cool, I guess. But I don't know. If you're walking, you will see the spawns. And you guys got not, some pretty good spawns, too. It's some interesting spawns there. Uh, I'm trying to think of what specifically. You got some Lickitung. You got an Alolan Vulpix. Lickitung are just out anyway. Yeah. in the wild so um yeah you saw quite a bit of starters yes um let's see increased damage from pokemon participating in raids remotely guaranteed gifts from pokestop spins uh, up to two free raid passes per day spinning gym photo discs so these are the more. in-person ones these are season yeah seasonal bonuses uh two in-person raid passes free per day uh, and incense will last for 90 minutes. So those seasonal bonuses have adjusted here. Fun fact, I reached out to uh, Lured Up Podcast uh-huh. um, because someone had asked in their thing when they discussed the rework to incense if it affected Meltan boxes. Mm-hmm. I tested one last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Meltan boxes are still 60 minutes, and you still get the every other minute spawn stationary. Okay, so the Meltan boxes are the ha- same. As of this recording, haven't been changed. Okay. Niantic might change it because Lured Up does work with them. <laughs> Keep it the same. It's nice. <laughs> I don't know why they would change it if they've. <laughs> I honestly thought the that same. the mechanic for incense and the, the Meltan box were both on the same thing. Both it, using the same mechanics? Yeah. So I figured mm. it's just a different name. Not always. Um,. But there have been moments where they do seem to be tied. So yeah, because when they adjusted it to the stationary spawns, mm-hmm. the Meltan box changed as well. Interesting. But it currently, as of last week, that I noticed, Meltan boxes still are an hour long. So if you want to try, if you want to use an incense that's stationary focused, the melt the mystery box works. And if you don't know how to get a mystery box, check on YouTube. 
check it up on Google. There are lots of resources out there to help show you now how to get one. Uh, if Pokemon Home isn't still broken, you can get it through there. Or if you know someone that has uh, Pokemon Let's Go, you can get a box through them. Uh, I think that's about it as far as relevant information from the season of Alola. We'll see what the next event has in store for us March 22nd. That's two see. weeks. That'll be on the day that we record the next podcast. So. Ooh. Cool. Um, Should we dress up in uh, floral prints for it? Hawaiian shirts. We could. <laughs> Um, we don't have a camera on, so I don't think it would matter a whole heck of a lot. I can bring my lay. Do you want to talk about Community Day or the Go Battle League? Let's jump into Community Day. Okay. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Uh, March 2022, Community Day, Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew. March 13th, 2022, from 11 to 5, local time. This Sunday. This Sunday. Uh, trainers were excited to announce that Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew, the mouse Pokemon, will be... That's right. Pokemon is the plural of Pokemon. There's no Pokemons. Uh, will be featured during March's Community Day. Featured Pokemons, Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew, will be appearing more frequently in the wild. Uh, if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one of either. Um, they are green and blue, respectively. Um, uh, exclusive attack. Attacks? Plural. Uh, Sand Slash, Cantonian Sand Slash, the ground. Evolve Sandshrew during the event or up to two hours afterwards to get a Sand Slash that knows the charge attack, Night Slash. Um, trainer Battles, 50 power. Gyms and Raids, 50 power. Um, is Night Slash the one that has a potential to give you a, a buff, buff to attack? Buff to attack? Okay. That's cool. Unfortunately, Sand Slash just doesn't cut it. Night Slash does give it options, but it's not great. There's a pun in there. Doesn't cut it. Yeah. With <laughs> its claws. Yes. I uh-huh. Uh-huh. Alolan Sand Slash. Evolve Alolan Sandshrew during the event or up to two hours afterwards. Get an Alolan Sand Slash that knows the fast attack Shadow Claw. Shadow Claw doesn't help it. Powdered Snow still superior move. Uh, I wish those uh, articles had gone up from Jerry Seawolf and a couple of other. I think um, PV Poke is also working on an article for it. Um, it gives it alternative options. It can help beat Frostlass, <laughs> but it could kind of do that with just uh, what is it? Uh, not Heavy Slam, but Gyro Ball. Hmm. Oh, it does have driver ball. Uh... While Steven's looking that up, I'll finish in here. The Community Day Special Research Story, Gritty and Glacial, for one U.S. dollar equivalent in your local uh, currency, you will be able to get the Special Research Ticket, which will have probably the most of the same rewards that we've seen per these tracks when you buy them. Uh, the event bonuses will be one quarter hatch egg distance when eggs are placed in the incubator. Incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Lure modules activated will also last for three hours. And of course the snapshot surprise, the event bundle will be 
a one-time purchasable community box for 1280 coins featuring 30 ultra balls, three super incubators, five lucky eggs, and one elite charge TM. A bundle containing 30 ultra balls will also be available in the shop at no cost. So make sure to pick up during those during the event. There are also some be some new stickers available. They are pretty nice looking. Sandshrew and alone Sandshrew. And as always, the following, please follow your guidelines from local health authorities when playing Pokemon Go and upcoming events are subject to change. Be sure to follow us on social media, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't look like he's posted. Uh, no, he had initial findings. Um, do, 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 do. A nice side grade for Alolan Sandslash with Shadow Claw. Now, now able to beat things like Confagrigus, Mew, Shadow, Hypno, Lapras, and even Azumarill that lacks or never lands Hydro Pump. Powdered Snow still has a place, though, uh, as it instead outraces stuff like Pidgeot. Um, Shadow Call still generally beats other flyers that Powdered Snow does, even Mandibuzz, Meganium. Other grasses still fall before Claw, Lickitung, and Greedent. Uh, and Shadow Claw in Ultra League looks basically a straight side grade, adding wins versus Caesar and perhaps importantly for Premier formats, Gallade. Yes, even in Premier Classic. Um, yeah, so it's just an alternative option. As for the original Kanto Sand Slash, an exciting, uh, as exciting a charge move as Night Slash can obviously be. It does not look likely to turn k slash into an overnight pvp super superstar it does bring in some exciting new wins like defense deoxys nido queen jellicent albeit just barely and obstacoon by way of finally having a true bait move to set up uh, a closing earthquake but sand slash has to replace the now interesting rock tomb which instead can take out noctowl talonflame and most mostly by the way of reducing their attack vigoroth and swampert yes sand slash is currently capable of beating swampert no, really. Um, that is from JRE47, uh, a.k.a. JRE Seawolf, um, from the Reddit. So you can go check him out on Twitter at JRE Seawolf. Um, yes, so these aren't meta breakers, no. but also not super surprising. No. Um, also, these are new moves so we are seeing move adjustments this season even though last episode i said we weren't going to see we there's a potential we won't see any changes but these don't shake up the meta at all so my concept my thoughts still stand Mm. there's a chance that the next community days that we'll get with move adjustments just won't shake up the meta like i don't i don't think we'll see anything for a while that'll shake it up as much as wall rain did Mm. And even then, I don't think Walrein really adjusted a whole heck of a lot. So uh, it changed yeah. some stuff around. Yeah, it's more relevant as far as like Go Battle League, but I don't know. Oh, as far as PVE. Well, PVE, no, it didn't change much. Like Go Battle League, get adjusted. It gave more. Uh, it put more options on the table as far as uh, ice types. I would say, but um, yeah, I don't think it's. Done. <laughs> it shows you haven't been doing GBL. Yeah, I don't. So I don't see the dir- <laughs> the direct impact there. It's pretty big. Interesting. Um, let's see. Speaking of GBL, yes, that's a good point. 
Um, Go Battle League Interlude Season is what they're calling this. Um, Trainers, the next season of Go Battle League is here, and it's a season like we've never had before with such enthusiasm. Kind of baffles me. Um, As we mentioned previously, upon Season 10's conclusion, the Go Battle League will move into an interlude season. Learn more about why we're hosting an interlude season in our recently published dev diary, which we'll go over here in just a moment. Um, um, You're breaking stuff again. Apparently. (laughs) Actually properly charged my tablet here. It was on 3%. Um, Let's see. Interlude season start date, rank resets, and end of season rewards. Um, Season 10 will be extended until blah, blah, blah. That's that's fine. It's already over. Um, Yes. Things. Uh, Yes. Uh, Rankings will cap at 20, and there will be no visible ratings. So your... Uh, grind time for what are the the what were the ratings above rank twenty? Um, things like elite, uh, ace, ace, elite, le- trainer, legend, ve- veteran, those kinds of things. Uh, n- don't have to worry about those anymore. Um, as of this season, I should say. Um, we have a breakdown of all of the metas that will be coming. Holy cow! Are these broken down by week by week? Uh. So let's see, 15th through the 22nd, 22nd through the 29th. Yes, these are week by week. Oh, goodness. The metas change week over week. <laughs> so as of this week, March 8th through March 15th, Ultra League with Ultra Premier Classic. Next week, the 15th through the 22nd, Master League with Love Cup uh, with three star, three times Stardust from Win Rewards um, active. March 22nd to March 29th, Great League with Little Jungle Cup. March 29th to April 1st, uh, April 5th, Ultra League and Catch Cup. April, Catch Cup would be fun. April 5th through April 12th, Master League and Halloween Cup with three times Stardust from Win Rewards. April 12th through April 19th, Great League and Little Cup. April 19th through April 26th, Ultra League and Retro Cup. April 26th to May 3rd, Master League and Kanto Cup. God, this this is ridiculous. Every week, uh, May 3rd to May 10th, Great League and Flying Cup. May 10th through May 17th, Ultra League and Element Cup. May 17th through May 24th, Master League and Master League Premier Classic. And May 24th through June 1st, Great League, Ultra League, and Master League. Um, So we are getting the Fiesta... Ooh. of a fiesta of game modes swapping week over week. I like um, that concept. Why didn't they call it that? Fiesta? I don't know. Cup Fiesta. <laughs> fiesta. Slayer. Uh, timed research ticket battle. For our most dedicated battlers, a timed research ticket will be available in the shop for free once the interlude season begins. This timed research will keep track of your victories throughout the season. Each research page will require progressively more wins to complete, and doing so will reward you with a small amount of stardust. Keep if at you it have throughout been... the season to see how far you can get. If you are someone who hasn't started their season of GBL yet, use that ticket first. Go grab that ticket, and then you get... 
Stardust based on wins. It really isn't a whole heck of a lot, but it then doubles the amount of wins that every it requires set. for every reward. So You start, start getting up one. to almost 120 wins needed to finish one. Yes. It's weird. And it's easier to use that at the beginning of the season than mid-season like I am. Dude, we're like a week. I'm already level weekend. 15. I know, but we're a week in and you've already claimed it though. So I know. Yeah. The wins are wins are gonna be hard to come by for sure, but yeah. It's interesting. Uh interlude season, go battle days. We have already passed the go battle day for seal, which you could get the double legacy dugong <laughs> if you evolved it during that period of time. Rip my rank four that I already evolved. <laughs> it was already a dugong. I could not uh TM, regular TM. That would have been nice I to be able to TM wind. the ones if you already had them. Wouldn't it have been? <laughs> That's why I said rip. Rip my, rest in peace, my rank four that is not double legacy. I have a rank 25 that's double legacy now, so. That's something, I guess, but then I've got to power it up, too, so. And that rank four is already powered up. It's already ready. <laughs> Again, rip. Rip the Yay. homie. Um. Um, the next, uh, go battle day. Oh, uh, speaking of every go battle day, if you do a set, uh, you will get a piece of Gladion's outfit from Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. Gladion's the, um, he's the scene kid, uh, pop punk, uh, emo-esque, uh, aesthetic. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, April 17th, which is a Sunday, Go Battle Day Beginner's Paradise with the beginner-friendly Great League and Little Cup Active XP from Time to Research available. And an avatar item up for grabs. There's never been a better time to try out the Go Battle League. The maximum number of sets you can play per day will increase from 5 to 20 for a total of 100 battles. Um, so there will be time research uh, available that rewards a large amount of XP. The end of set avatar rewards. Trainers who complete a set at any rank during this Go Battle Day will receive the Gladion's hoodie avatar item. Um, the trainers who have already received Gladion's hoodie from the rank 20 rewards will not receive another. Uh, active cups. The following competitions will be active. Great League and Little Cup. Um, and then Go Battle Day Mega Stardust Surprise. Sunday, May 29th. 2022 from 12 a.m. to 11:59 p.m. local time. A Go Battle Day featuring the standard Stardust bonuses. We may also have a mega surprise in store for you. The maximum number of sets you can play per day will be increased from 5 to 20 for a total of 100 battles. Bonuses: four times Stardust from win rewards. A mega surprise with the end of set avatar rewards. Trainers who complete a set at any rank during this Go Battle Day will receive Gladion's pants. I have always wanted a pair of pants for doing battles. Um, that is a joke. <laughs> Hopefully they've been washed. Gladion, you better not hand me a pair of used pants, please, and thank you. Um, that's gross. Um, active Cups. The following leagues will be active. Master League, Ultra League, and Great League. This means that's, I think, in the final week of the... Yes, that's the final week of the... One of the final days. Let me check the calendar. May 29th. Is that the last day? No. May 29th. Then you have the 30th and 31st of that season. So it's very at the very end. Um, but I have highlighted here in the video format a mega surprise highlighted. 
Jesse and I were going over this before the podcast. So I have a little, yeah, it's not quite tinfoil hat. It's not conspiracy theory, but I have an idea of what this might be. A drum roll, please. You can use Megas in Go Battle League on this day. Theory. In theory. It has yet to show up in Go Battle League or in uh, in Sylph, uh, the Sylph Arena as an eligible as eligible Pokemon. But I think this final Go Battle Day will be used as a test to see what the use of Megas within all three of the leagues, so Master, Ultra, and Great League, this is the spot for them to test how Megas affect metas. Um, uh, the only other thing I can think of is, hey, there's a new Mega released, which doesn't make any sense because everyone should be going and battling. So why why dissuade people from doing all of their sets to go focus on a, a Mega? Or they're giving Mega candy for doing battles. It's the only other thing I can think of. Mm. Um, I think this is the an opportunity for Niantic to do tests to see how well do Megas work. Um, I posted in our Discord, I, I, I had to ask, um, once you have evolved a Mega Pokemon, do you have to wait until the remainder of the timer um, for you to be able to switch to another Mega Pokemon, or can you end it early? Um, apparently you can just mega another Pokemon and it turns off the mega of the previous. Um, the only downside is that's a bit expensive as far as mega in Pokemon. So, um, who knows? We could even see a reduction in the requirement for mega in a Pokemon. Thoughts? Maybe? I, I don't know. I, I very, very rarely use megas. Mm, okay. Um... I mean, if it's something that that does happen, will that increase my wanting to of using Megas? Probably not. Mm. There's a few that stand out to me right now. Charizard X would definitely be a game changer because it brings in a new Fire Dragon. Mm-hmm. And then, I like I said, I've never tested battles with a Mega Active. If I have a Mega on my team and it's in my back, does it then boost the other types of that Pokemon in my team's moves? All valid questions. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, currently it doesn't do that. No, No, and I can't imagine it's going to do that. If it does, it just makes that Mega more viable. Yeah, but it then potentially breaks other, breaks the rules of what Go Battle League and battling within PvP PvP operates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because if you're just using it for a type change or for a move boost, a CP boost, even. Because if you're using it for just a CP boost, you have it at a lower left level that it balances out to what it would be in that bracket. It doesn't make it any better, if that makes sense. Not necessarily. Yeah. Because it's a lower level. It's still a lower level, but you do see a stat increase and you see a CP boost. But the stat increase and the CP boost are indifferent because you're only, you have a level 20 B drill. You have a level twelve mega B drill. Uh-huh. They're going to come out to the same stats because it's still the fifteen hundred CP, thereabouts. So yeah. megas competitively, if that's how the formula works, I think you do need to put in that thing where it boosts other of the same type to make it more relevant, because we don't see any of their special abilities when they mega. 
and outside of that, they don't get different moves. They're still using the same moves that they had even pre-Mega. There's no... Outside of gyms and raids in the candies and the catching extra of the same type species, there's no benefit for them in PvP. Not necessarily. But I think this is the test to see is there an adjustment? Like, how is the widespread use of the feature within Go Battle League? And even then, if they do incorporate it, people that go crazy and farm tons of those candies, are they put at a higher advantage because of that over people that don't use Megas? Because there are Megas, like Mega Slowbro, for mm-hmm. an example. That will become the new Wobbuffet. Mega uh, Steelix. That too. Massive defense, yeah. Like things like that where the stats just shoot through the roof on one of their stats can become very crippling, if anything. Mm. Yeah, there's a look to see that that day as far as... As a being possibility. A, as a possibility of running those tests. So uh, I'm interested to see the, the results there. Uh, guaranteed rank up encounters at rank one, you will get Crobat. Weird reward, but okay. Uh, and at rank twenty, you will get Pikachu Libre. It's still the reward. They have not really the the they've lowered it. You just have to win matches to get to rank twenty now. So grind. I've, if you're not someone that ever since, can gets to legend, just grind this season. And get your Pikachu. Since the first season where Pikachu Libre was a uh, a legend. They said, hey, we're going to drop it down at some point. This might be what they're talking about, where they drop it down to rank 20. It's still a bit weird and ridiculous. Um, also, shiny Pikachu Libre will not be available during the season. So if you have a shiny Pikachu Libre, it's you've either traded it. Is it considered a mythic? Can no. you trade it? Okay. Um, a special trade. You either have it from a trade or you have it from getting to legend. Good for you. Um, but if you have a regular Pikachu Libre, maybe you didn't get it from getting to Legend or something. I don't it's know. It's also one of those ones that it does come under Little Cup in most instances. Yeah. And it does have Flying Press, so it is something fun to get for Little it's, Cup. It's bizarre. Also for complete Dexers, it's a unique one. Yeah. Uh, standard Encounters. I'm not going to go through this list. There's a Pokemon that you get it's for getting to It's the same stuff you've ranks. been seeing. Yeah. Um, a couple of Alolan Pokemon in here. Pikachu Libre Avatar items will be rewarded to trainers who reach rank three if you haven't earned them already. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> yeah, gee, glad let me let's see. Trainers will be able to earn Avatar items imposed, uh, inspired by an enforcer of Team Skull, Gladion, who first appeared in the Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon games in celebration of the season of Alola and the Go Battle League interlude season. The entire Gladion avatar item set will be available to those who reach rank 20 this season. Um, so the shoes, pants, and hoodie you will be able to get from um, doing a set during their respective Go Battle days. The cuff earrings and the animated Gladion pose you will get from reaching rank 20 this season, which again is just wins. Um, you know, win a certain amount over the course of the season, three months to do it. Um, if there ever is a season to go through and do it, uh, now is the time. Um, at rank 19, you'll receive an elite charge TM and you'll also receive an elite fast TM at, as an end of season reward. So those are not going away this season, even if it is 
the rankings are not here. Um, let's see. Cups. We've already talked about which cups are available and when. Um, that is about it as far as the Go Battle League interlude season details that we have not talked about previously. Um, let's see. You're clinging on for Dear Awakeness, aren't you? I'm good. Okay. Um, I looked at you and you're, you were like, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> he's fading. He's fading fast. Um, <laughs> is that an album name? I'm going to tell my therapist on you. That's depressing. Interesting. Um, I love coming up with weird album and band names. It's fun. I send them to a friend of mine. Um, they just pop into my brain and then I send them off. Um, Dev Diaries. The February Dev Diary was on Go Battle League with a surprising amount of information. Like, it wasn't a video. It was a text file. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully. You smell like dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog. Um, let's see. Uh, I. Uh, it's a lot to go over, so why don't we just hit the key points? I didn't read through it. I read through the Ghost Stadium's breakdown of it. So, um, do you want to just read over that? Yeah, I don't have the link for it. Oh, if you can find it, I'll if search not, for no it. Worries. Um. Um, I'm going to try and blitz through this. This was posted on February 25th, 2022 on PokemonGoLive.com on their updates. Um, let's see here. Focus area. Uh, our engineers try to think about battle systems holistically, which means balancing work across raids, team go rocket battles, gym battles, and trainer battles. For the Go Battle League, we'll look at four areas. Battle code maintenance which means rewriting and restructuring the code to add more stability and flexibility for future engineering work, fast attack fixes, addressing fast attack inconsistencies, battle logging, uh, which is providing a way for trainers to submit detailed reports after poor battling experiences so our team can more effectively diagnose issues and fix them faster, and urgent bug prioritization, addressing the bugs that occur in the Go Battle League in a method that provides the most impact to our trainers. Um, we're excited to use this interval season as a way to work on implementing changes that you've been asking for. And if you like to dig into the details about the inner workings of Go Battle League, read on to learn more directly from our developers. Um, actually, that's a nice little bullet point here. I would say this is not necessarily required reading for everyone because it does get a little deep. Um, and it does go into some details as far as how networking works um, when it comes to Go Battle League because uh, the first question here is what causes latency in Go Battle League and how can we reduce it? Um, oh, um, latency reduction. Turn off mobile data for your device, connect to a Wi-Fi connection, uh, and use a ping tool to check your the response between your device and the server. Disconnect from Wi-Fi connection, turn on mobile data, use the ping tool again. Basically connect to whichever... Network performs better. Yes. Um, I sent you the link on Discord. Oh, nice. Um, let's see if this sees. Oh, it's already up. Cool. Um, what do we learn? This is stadiumgaming.gg from the Go Stadium team. No one in particular as far as the author for this post. 
Um, I would shout you out, but it just says go stadium team. Um, Whomstever that is. Uh, in the dev diary from Niantic today, we learned quite a bit about Go Battle League and the trainer battle system. Bug fixes, matchmaking, battle logging, and the maintenance of the battle system were all covered. At the end of the diary, however, one of the most pressing concerns for Pokemon Go Battling community was addressed. Fast attack inconsistencies. Um, let's see. This, I think, is the bullet point that I saw. Um, so one, my thoughts of what this season was going to be, that it was going to be maintenance, um, maintenance, bug fixes and working on go battle league. That's what I thought this season would be. And it looks like that is in fact, what is happening. Um, it is the operation health of Pokemon go, which is cool. Um, or Pokemon go PVP, I should say. Um, they clarified a couple of things here in this dev diary as far as how the game is supposed to operate so that we aren't guessing as far as the mechanics themselves yeah so this is the bullet point that i read and and i think is the most important um fast attack inconsistencies fast attack and charge attack interaction is changing what does this mean Veterans of trainer battles will remember that historically a charge attack being used at the same time as a fast attack will cause the charge attack to resolve as well as the fast attack resolving during the charge attack. As we understand this, that will remain. What's being removed is the inconsistent potential to deny an opposing fast attack. To give an example, if you are using a hypno against an opposing hypno, whenever you throw a charge attack, they should get a confusion through and vice versa. Um, what else is changing? The solution mentioned once put in place would presumably make some minor adjustments to fast attack slash charge attack prioritization on the same turn to give a couple of examples what this might mean. Example one. Um, uh, this is really complicated and actually confused me too. So I'm going to put links to both of these down below um, because... As much as it's important details as far as how the game operates, I can't say for certain me just reading the text is going to work for people. Um, but suffice it to say, a fast attack and a charge attack should resolve at the same time at the end of the charge attack animation. Um, and they are working on ways to make that the most consistent as possible. Um, things. Does that sound good? Should I go into details here? No, I think most people that either listen to us or have played PvP, it's one of those things that we need to see the changes before we really... At this point, it's just talking about them. It's just speculation. It's These are the things they plan on doing, but we still have yet to see. I think if you're someone that wants to know the technical aspect of what's been going on or what's been done wrong or what all these terms mean, then searching it up is something definitely worth doing from a technical aspect. But if you're just someone like me that wants to just battle, just I just want to battle and don't mess it up, then we just have to wait till the end of this season and hope that it, it – we have to hope that these changes that they were trying to make before the big stage tournaments work. 
we hope that what they're saying, track record forgiving, follows through. Mm-hmm. That this all just doesn't become one giant dumpster fire. Yes, we're hoping the improvement the we're hoping they make improvements and that the improvements stick. Yeah, and that improving one thing doesn't cause three other things to stop working. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, so yeah, I'll post the links to these in the description of the podcast. Um, I don't have an important link. It's definitely promising for the PvP community. Yes, but for PVEers, they're like, okay, where's my weather? <laughs> why aren't my shinies? Uh, why are my shinies becoming more common? Your why does it take my... three hours to feed a gym of berries? <sighs> 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 Should we just have an episode where we just talk about we talk about everything but PvP? Be interesting. Yeah, just we'll have that bring in somebody else who's an expert at not non PvP stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is then that us? Ah! Uh, um, we could have a uh, bonus episode roundtable of just people. I want PvP, like PvP pros, but we're not talking about PvP. Huh. I just want to talk about the the rest of the game experience. Um, actually, what do you do outside of PvP? There's more to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that's an interesting segue over to February 23rd, 2022, an update from PokemonGoLive.com. Pokemon Go Roadmap Early 2022. Um, trainers, we have some exciting plans for Pokemon Go in 2022. And we want to take a moment to give you a peek at uh, some of what we're working on. Throughout the upcoming year, we'll be focusing our efforts on improving Pokemon Go and bringing fun, exciting updates to trainers around the world. At Niantic, our hope is to evolve our games and experiences along three unique pillars. One, real-world social interaction. Two, exercise. Three, exploration. These categories have always been central to our design approach, but implementing ideas based on them has been challenging over the past two years. Now, however, we'd like to share some of our initiatives our team is hard at work on. Things like things of this like a guide for upcoming months or think of this like a guide for the upcoming months. Of course, game development is challenging and unpredictable, so please take note that some details may change. There will also be additional events and updates between now and then, so look forward to some surprises. With all that said, here are some of our projects our teams have been working on. Uh, global Continuing global events with Pokemon Go Tour. Um, so they want to continue doing Johto um, and then potentially Kanto. But they're looking to do um, additional events for, like, say, Johto had Sunday. The Sunday events that were available in... Uh, select Cities. I, select Cities. Um Oh, uh, some of the new features from this year, each of which inspired by a contest-winning trainer. You'll be able to opt in or out of battling once you face a certain number of them. This way, you'll be able to choose between engaging in more challenging battles or shifting your focus towards other features of the event. On top of that, there's new Masterwork research featuring Apex Shadow Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. Um, Go Battle League improvements is what they're working on this season. Postcard updates, uh, seasonal updates, um... They're working on smaller scale adventures for this season versus the larger, more legendary Pokemon-focused seasons from the last two seasons. 
Um, community updates. Uh, the last two years have been hard on us all. We are continually exploring ways to enhance the sense of community our trainers feel around the world. Our first ever Community Day Classic was one such experiment. We've also been testing community-hosted events on a smaller scale. We will continue to explore the concept of Community Day to keep our events fresh and exciting. We can't wait for trainers everywhere to see what else we have planned in the upcoming months and beyond. Thank you for your dedication and support. Um, so basically, they are... Um, Doubling down on their three pillars, which, as I've said in the past and I'll say again, Pokemon Go, while it has collecting and battling mechanics, is an exercise app to begin with. Um, their three pillars in no way, shape, or form have Pokemon collecting or battling or competitive in in their pillars now realistically like trading and battling can both be connected to real world social interaction um and exploration can certainly help you collect um but we have to i think for the health and sanity of some people that follow this game closely you have to rem you, you have to be remembered or you have to remember and sometimes be reminded that the core of the game are these three pillars that is yeah. what Niantic is trying to, to do here. Real-world social interaction, exercise, and exploration. If a feature that you want in the game does not meet or is the antithesis to one of these three core pillars, it probably won't happen. So, um, Or it won't happen until enough people riot about it. <laughs> no, even then. Even then, I don't think they would go against their their core pillars um, unless there is extraneous circumstances. I would say COVID was one of them um, and still is to a degree. It's not gone by any stretch of the imagination as much as uh, God, as much as U.S. governments want both local and federal want mask mandates and people to go back to work and all of these other things. Um, I mean, back to work is in like in person back to work, not necessarily remote, but. Um, whole other conversations <sighs> that I do not want to go into. Um, but yes, these three pillars should definitely be kept in mind when it comes to, you know, the, the thought of this game and all of that. So, um, is my team rocket ballooned electric again, coiled and ready to strike. Look, it's refreshingly different. Um, <laughs> I hate Shadow Voltorb. It's useless. Why is it here? Why is it the only electric type shadow that we can get? Uh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, I think that's all of the news topics I have here. Okay. Nope. I take that back. Something on Twitter. At Play Pokemon. Attention trainers. Registration for the first Pokemon Go event of the 2022 season is now open for Liverpool's regional championships. Put your skills to the test and sign up to compete at the upcoming event here. Uh, PKMN.news slash three, lowercase p, uppercase m, lowercase u, uppercase x, lowercase u, lowercase b. Um, if you are in the UK or the Liverpool region, um, and are wanting to participate in the Pokemon Go competitive scene within uh, Pokemon Zone Scope, 
go register. Yep. Um, we should see rollouts. Uh, actually, play Pokemon. Oh, we're already following them. Cool. Um, we should see updates for other regional tournaments. I think Jesse and I have our eyes on a regional tournament for Vancouver, Canada in May. The end of May. End of May. So fingers crossed. Um, we'll go there. We'll hang out with peeps. Um, and we'll go see some competitive Pokemon Go. That'll be cool. So one thing I did notice about the announcement for the Liverpool mm-hmm. is you have to pay to enter. Mm. What's the cost? Do you know? I don't. I want to say it was $50, but I feel like that was too much. Let's just look at the link. I have the internet. Why would I? Why wouldn't I? Uh, yes, I will. I will accept cookies and milk. You always mm. have to accept and milk. I have a family pack of Oreos that I have slowly been working through. Ah, oh, so good. Where? Upstairs. I'm not sharing. <laughs> Those are mine. <laughs> but um, I brought you pizza. You did bring me pizza, and I can pay you back for that. But I will not <laughs> pay you back in my Oreos. No! Those are my Oreos. Wait, do you have Girl Scout cookies? I don't have Girl Scout cookies yet. I have not left the house today. Um, my uh, smartwatch is showing less than 1,000 steps, um, and that needs to be fixed by the end of the day. Looks at dog. 11.59. The dog walk only gives me about 4,000 steps. My goal is 8,500 per day. So I'm going to need a double dog walk tonight. <laughs> and if it's raining, I definitely don't want to do that. So, um, sorry, let me just beat this knot out of this uh, poison rocket real quick. That poison's not. Get yourself checked out. Go to the doctor. It sounds bad. Uh, let's see. Liverpool. Click here to register. About to leave a site. That's fine. Weird. Uh, registration open. Uh, let's see. Master's division, 50 pounds. Um, 50 pounds to USD. 54.54 United States dollars. So it's. Roughly $55. Roughly, roughly $55. It'll probably be about 50. Um, and then we'll see what Canada does. Um, the one thing I do want to double check is to see, um, uh, that's the tournament. I want to see if they have details on, oh, oh, they can sell out of slots. Oh boy. Um, Oh, cool. You get so you get a goodie bag with it. It's not just entry. So your Pokemon Go goodie bag, string bag, play mat, promo card, five euro side events voucher, hand sanitizers, one face mask and disinfectant wipe. Um, so you get a little goodie bag with registering for tournaments. And it looks like that's the same thing with everything. So um, TCG, VCG and Pokemon Go. That's interesting. This regional doesn't have Pokémon tournament. Did they remove Pokémon tournament from play per- Pokémon competitive? I don't know. That's interesting. Um I want to go back then to Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Um 
I don't think we have details on the Vancouver event. Maybe that's still in the works. Um, back to results. Liverpool, Brisbane, Salt Lake City. March 19th. Okay, we're still just far enough away. Um, I want to see... Uh, tournaments. Is it open to the public? Pokemon League provides a nearby place for you to get together with fans of both Pokemon trading card game and Pokemon video games. Have some fun with other Pokemon players who love collecting and playing just as much as you do. Um, yeah, so um, I, I imagine it'll be available to the public unless we see some crazy stuff and also it is our closest one might just be the Canada one. And I don't know what Canada's restrictions will be. So we will see. Uh, yes. Pokemon go in play Pokemon. I'm excited. I'm, I'm hyped. I don't know if they'll stream any of these. I'll keep my eye out. Um, if they do, I will try and tune in or at least watch the VODs as they release um catch some clips so i can get some some deets and look at their stream layouts and all that fun stuff like a the dork i am um yes what else i mean we did kind of cover it already yeah uh, first-hand experience, I've been in two tournaments so far, a uh, practice tournament and a remote live tournament. I won the remote live tournament. Was felt nice to win a tournament for once. Mm-hmm. Um, key takeaways, dragons are strong. Dragalgy is very good. Samrod is incredibly annoying. It is very fast getting Hydro Cannon off. Mega Horn can be a really good nuke if you're not paying attention. Uh, the bug steals are very strong also. And Reggie Rock is being punished left and right. Everybody is running anti-Reggie. Well, I mean, counter any counter user is anti-Reggie, so... Any counter, any water, or any fighting. Or, sorry... Any counter, mm-hmm. any steel, mm-hmm. or any water. Mm-hmm. Which, there's a lot. Because a lot of the dragons can learn Aqua Tail. Be it Dragonair, Dragalge, or... Uh, there was another one, but I can't remember, remember off my head. Um, oh, a Haxorus. Haxorus has both counter and surf. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it's a very strong influence dragon or bug steel meta um coffer grigus put in a lot of work for me but i think my biggest mvp of both the practice tournament and the regular tournament was ferrothorn wait fortress fortress sorry fortress yep the spiky pine cone evolution um most of my matches for the win condition came down to spamming mirror shot i saw people running fortress with heavy slam 
I saw people pre running Fortress with Return from a purified one like I have. And I saw people running it with the new Rock Tomb. So there was definitely some options. Um, another thing that I noticed is it's a very mixed bag of dark type users. So I think looking at what your team structure is and playing around with what you're comfortable with is definitely going to be a big thing. But just know that there's a lot of fast nuke pressure moves in this meta. Be it from the hydro cannons from Samurai or things like Earthquake from Fortress. I had a couple of matches where I led with Fortress and threw an Earthquake first and they didn't shield it because they assumed I was going to bait with Mirror Shot. Hmm. And that flip matches for me. I had some opponents say that they were not a fan of Zwilius. Mm -hmm. Zwilius being another one of the dragons that just kind of melts things away if you're not careful. Um, but there are a lot of things that counter Zwilius in this meta. I think for me, Zwilius was the best answer to things like Sableye, Umbreon, and uh, uh, Sableye, Umbreon, and Kafagrigus, just because I didn't have... So my one problem with looking over the teams this month has been Umbreon is a very solid pick, but if it gets matched up in something that it can't do anything to, it just can't do anything. One example would be uh, Obstagoon. If it gets caught on Obstagoon, there's literally nothing it can do. Because you can go to throw a last resort, sure, but if you don't have last resort, one, that sucks. And two, it's got to get to last resort. Meanwhile, you're sitting here being pummeled with counter and, and brick break if it's running brick break or cross chop. I think it's brick break. Um, and then all the bugs also eat away at the darks. But a lot of the bugs in this meta aren't the bulkiest. I think the bulkiest bug is still trash Wormadam. And even then, you're not running at confusion. You're running at bug bite and uh, bug buzz with iron head i did see one trash wormadam but i think that was in our practice tournament and i had an, an uh cantonian nine tails on my bench mm -hmm. which in the end just stayed on the bench <laughs> it didn't do anything but it's like i need some kind of fire type to dissuade all these bug steals from coming in at me mm -hmm. but that didn't work they still came um, I gotta work on my team. I have really uh, a pretty solid bridge rock that I don't think I'm gonna be using. But um, you were salty at me when I was like, "Oh, do I have a good Great League bridge rock? Oh, it's rank 500 or so, and yeah. uh, sub 1500. All right." Um, Reggie Rock either comes in as a lead to get rid of shields as a martyr, mm -hmm. or comes in as a closer, mm -hmm. assuming that your opponent didn't use all their shields and doesn't have a water or fighting type user left yeah um i think i've got enough flexible stuff here that i can build a a solid team i would love to run thick boys and run uh xl wall fat xl chancy but i just don't have the xl candy so um, if you're someone hard. that's coming into this meta or looking to play in this meta but you don't have all the limited mythicals or uh, limited re legendaries such as Reggie Rock. Pseudo Widow is a good alternative to both Reggie Rock and uh, Defense Deoxys. 
I've had a couple people in the tournaments that I was like, I I went out of my way to ask them. I was like, did you run Sudo Widow? And what did you think of it? And I said, was it a better alternative because you just couldn't afford or have a good defense Deoxys or a uh, Reggie Rock? And most of them said, yeah, it worked for what it needed to do. And it's the same with Bonsley. I know there's a couple of people like in the Western Washington University Discord that they just like Bonsley because it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's Mimi. Oh, the one opponent when I dropped you off for that first round was running like all XL. Whalmer, uh huh. Ponyard, yep. Uh, Bonsley, Bonsley. Just some re- really crazy random stuff, uh-huh. and they worked. It's just a lot of those earlier stage Pokemon don't have the damage output that their evolutions do, and that's kind of what sets them back. But it was a very fun team to go up against. And I think that was Cannonballs from the server that ran those. Yeah. But that was a that was an interesting and very fun team to go against. Everything else was very straightforward meta. <laughs> Fortress, Zwilius, Umbreon, Defense Deoxys. You know, just the things that are looking like they are going to perform. Um, I think Samra is definitely something to consider. Because with the Fury Cutter Mega Horn, it does punish the Darks really well. And nothing in this cup likes being smacked with Hydro Cannon. The only thing that resists Hydro Cannon in this meta is going to be other Water and uh, Dragon. And I think the only other two viable Water types in this cup are going to be uh, Walrein and Politoed. Mm-hmm. I did see someone run Blastoise. I didn't play against them, mm-hmm. but apparently lead Blastoise with Skullbash is obnoxious. Interesting. You do have to sacrifice a shield for it, though. Yeah. But then you just sit there, Skullbash, and then Hydro Cannon your way to victory. Um, yeah, dark types are very prominent in this cup because two of their biggest threats, being Fairy and Fighting, are banned. So that you really have to rely on the bug types to do much of any damage to them. But even then, the bug aren't the bulkiest. Mm -hmm. It's the trade-off of the bulk versus the type advantage versus the spammability in this cup. And having a good mix of everything is really important. So something that's going to sweep, something that's going to be a good safe swap, and something that can apply really good shield pressure are all things that you should probably look to consider when building a team. Uh, in our Discord, we will be hosting a tournament starting the 16th, I think is what I said, for an Obsidian uh, month-long cup. If you are looking for a place to come play a tournament, you're more than welcome to join ours. We have resources on there to help people build teams, people to ask questions to, to see, hey, should I run uh, Alola Mola for this cup? Sure, give it a try. Just know that it's a pure water type splashing with waterfall. You're going to need to make sure you have an answer for other waters and dragon. Mm-hmm. I did run uh, Cantonian Raichu in my ranked play yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a very good option for deleting uh, the bug steals because the bug steals didn't necessarily resist the electric. Hmm. Um. Yes, you marked it for the 16th. Uh, I have to register for that tournament and build a team for it. Um, 
Yes. Things. That was uh, not necessarily a meta-analysis, actually. So, realistically, I, I didn't push the bumper. I didn't hit the timer. But um, I'll scroll through and find it and post it up to put it in the segments, in the chapters, episode chapters. So, um, First impressions of the cup. It's very sweaty. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It's got <laughs> I some was uh, stuff. palpitating a little bit on that final match last night in the four-round tournament. Uh-huh. I was just like, I finished with the opponent, and it came down to the fact that I won because of mirror shot debuffs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were making making mention about that. You got two mirror shot debuffs. Like, I popped off, and Casey's like, what happened? Did you have a stroke? <laughs> it's like, I might as well have. <laughs> that was me with uh, <laughs> beating Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII Remake. My mom was packing to for her trip, and I like was like, "Yeah!" because I beat him. Um, and it, it's like it's those gaming moments that people that don't game just won't won't know. They won't understand. Non gamers just don't get. They it. just don't get it. They just don't get us capital G gamers, you know, <laughs> with our hot pocket and Doritos and Mountain Dew po- poggers. Uh. Hmm. Um, we didn't talk about uh Jodo tour. Go tour Jodo cuz that happened in between the last episode and this episode. Anything awesome? Thoughts? Quick quick thoughts? Uh quick thoughts. If you're going to turn off a feature in an area, please let your players know. Oh, that's right. The trainer battles. Um they were not available in complete polar opposite to last year. Yeah, they were all over last year, and they were not available in a particular area where we were at. Um, being we only in Western, found out four hours in. Was it four hours? It was we, more like two. Yeah, we found out a couple hours in that there was um, the mall that we were hanging out. Yeah, is not a fan of Pokemon Go players. They never have been, so they disabled rockets for the area. Yeah, which also correlated to trainer battles. Yeah, which means we had to go about. I don't know. It's, it's a ten Three minute or four walk. Block. Yeah, uh, a, a block and a half away to the local park to get those uh, trainer battle spawns. The downside is those trainer battle spawns would despawn every once in a while. So, um, realistically, finding them. <laughs> finding them was a little bit inconsistent. Um, not the end of the world, but it it was interesting. Um, and again, it's like Jamar mentioned in our discussion that we had was it's not Niantic's fault that that area is disabled. Yeah. But just having an ability to know... I th- what was it that we mentioned that if rockets can come from balloons during this events when rockets aren't the main focus, why can't the trainers come from balloons? Didn't they come from balloons previously? No. I want to say there was a a time where there was non-rocket balloons. I mean, there was Jesse and James. Okay, maybe that's all I'm thinking of. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly, I would love to see. Uh, because not everybody. I mean, there were some people that decided to play from home. There's no way for them to have finished that. That's another one. The evolution requirement where some people got screwed out because they didn't evolve an Espeon. Yeah. One good thing about the evolution requirement or the complete for the uh, challenge, we found out pretty early on after I bought a box of incubators that you didn't need the babies. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a lot that they could have done better. But it's 
like I've talked with other people, it's what did you go into the event expecting? Yeah, it, it wasn't going to like break records or be like super crazy. So, um, I do agree with the general consensus that it should have been two days. I would have loved. I, eh. I mean, we were only able to get everything done because we were pretty focused. But did it feel like you could have gotten more done and enjoyed it more if it was two days? Yeah, I would have been a lot more casual, and I would have been okay with that. Um, I mean, it was 12 hours long, so... Um, yeah, I... Eh, yeah, I would have, wouldn't have been unhappy if it two was days. two days. Yeah, if it was would two days. Would you rather have the one 12-hour period or two six hours? Um, I mean, the... the Oh, that's I don't know that's a good question um maybe two six hours because then you have the period in between to strategize how you're gonna finish it off um to like try and burst as much as you can in the first six hours and then figure out you know figure out that's that back half um there's still just enough as far as research there's just enough stuff going on that trying to get everything done within that period is probably still going to be tight. So I don't know if it makes, I don't know if I like that. Um, just cause there's collecting. There was your legendary beast, um, legendary beast research encounter, uh, encounter those, take a photo of them and catch them from those research. Again. <laughs> there was catch everything from each hour. There was making sure you had the full Pokedex from Trades and Evolves, um, or Evolutions, I should say. Let me speak proper English. Um, um, there was the battles for the Rockets, or not for the Rockets, but for the, the gym trainers. And then there was the special research to complete for the Apex Masterwork. Um which that one did require the rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. That did require beat two rockets or something. It was so. three rockets and then three purify. Yeah, which is not not at all complex. So, But the nice thing about the special one is you could even do that after the event. It wasn't tied to the only thing. So that was one thing that we did find out was you did have to catch Celebi before the event was over. And to do that, you had to finish the special research prior to the event ending. That was the fun one loophole that we did find. Fun asterisk sarcasm. Wait, which one? Say that again. That you had to beat the special research uh-huh. before the event was over uh-huh. because you had to have caught Celebi to finish the other event, which was a during the event request. Oh, yeah. I think that was the one asterisk that we had that was like, normally special research is nice because you don't have to finish it that day. But because Celebi was the end reward for the special research... You had to have finished it during the event mm-hmm. to finish the ma- to finish the daily the event research. Mm-hmm. Um, PvP wise, I it, it was something that we talked about afterwards, um, and I want to say Jmar was making a mention as well of like you can't go into this event expecting that you're going to grind out the XL requirements for a Pokemon. You just don't have the time and the spawns are just inconsistent enough um, that like we made a dent in 
we made a small dent in like uh, Wobbuffet and Chansey, but they just were not common enough. Like without having multi accounts with completely open boxes, all running um, auto catching with uh, gotchas or something, and then using the one XL per trade. No, even then you would it's one X guaranteed XL per trading out. So you're just not going to be able to like there is no amount of optimizing that is going to allow you to I mean you had up to 3 days after Jodo tour for XL I mean, trading for XL could... trading but as far as acquiring enough to trade to out trade to out. give you yes, the guaranteed XL correct. like that would have had to require you to do nothing but focus on catching those and even then those were part of a pool yeah so it just wasn't working and Jodo's generation while it has some very solid pokemon um even beyond you know wabafet chancy you have things like uh, pseudo wudo uh pseudo wudo mantine skarmory azumarill you've got great competitors there it's not most of those have been around for a while yeah um so nothing i i don't think there was not one get other than a rank 100 fortress which is the best fortress i have by the way the rank 100 fortress, as far as stat distribution, is zero zero fifteen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just about powered up, and I am most definitely going to use it for obsidian. <laughs> um. Uh, that was the only get that I had over that entire twelve hour period that I was like super impressed with, as far as like PvP wise. Um, the rest of it was just resource getting. Yeah. Um, and then got some new shinies, which I don't know, is cool, but like not not PvP focused. So I, I What do you mean shinies do more damage, boo boo? <laughs> what was hey. the one what was the one that we were looking at and it was like shinies do more damage and I was like, Yeah, because this one's like super high attack anyway. Um Oh no, I was thinking of the skip loom that I have. Wow. So I have I found was it PV Poke that puts out the here's the ideal. optimal ideal PVP stats, here's the attack weighted stats so that you have breakpoints against things that it normally wouldn't win against. Mm -hmm. So I have the like a rank thirty skip loom. I have the exact IV stat distribution for the attack weighted. And then I have just about that same stat distribution in shiny, and I was like, <laughs> shinies do do more damage. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think as we talked about in BSAT, I think the the Hoenn tour is probably going to be better. Uh, it's going to have cooler things. I think it has more opportunities to be Maybe niftier. Maybe we see Kecleon during the Hoenn tour. Exactly. I mean, Kecleon's probably going to be like Smurgle, and it's going to be absolutely pointless, and who cares anyway? So, yeah. Um, long stretch. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't have a community question, so I'm not going to worry about it. High fives, everybody. We made it through another podcast. We will see you all in two weeks. If you want to, check us out on Twitter at Battle underscore Science. If you want to chat with us in the Discord or jo join our. Uh, Battle Science Obsidian Cup that starts on the 16th. You can go over to our Discord. Um, let me do a quick check. Did we put a link to our Discord on Twitter? 
no. Where's a good place to check our battle science? Um, posts published. Want to check to make sure our link is still functioning. Um, view. Discord, 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 Discord. Continue to Discord. Yes, it takes us to... Good, good, good. Uh, the link to Discord, discord.gg slash capital C, lowercase k, lowercase k, 7, capital Z, lowercase s, lowercase n. Um, join our Discord. There is no block. It is, it is open to people. Um, coming, hang out, have a good time, uh, keep it PG, please and thank you. Um, Twitter, Discord, go check us out on YouTube, twitch.tv slash battle science, uh, patreon.com slash battle science. Again, thank you to our Patreon podcast producers. You can back us at the dollar tier more to get the Battle Science After Dark podcast, which is a Patreon exclusive podcast, or the $5 tier uh, or higher to become Patreon podcast producers. Uh, am I missing a link to socials? No, I don't think so. Nope. Um, subscribe to the YouTubes. Yep, subscribe to the YouTubes. Let's get to the 100 subscriber mark so we can get youtube.com slash battle science. Uh, I think that's it in two weeks things and stuff. Um, oh, I can't. I feel dumb and I hope nobody takes offense to it that we forgot today is International Women's Day. So, um at the very end of the podcast, I will make a comment and say, happy International Women's Day, everybody. Um, and especially you, women. Happy International Thank Women's Day. Thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's it. All right. We'll catch everybody out there, uh, everybody for another Battle Science podcast in two weeks. Till then, we'll catch you out there on the battlefield.